To see today's photo, go to mtforchrist.org or follow me, M.T. Clark, on Facebook or Twitter. Today's photo of a colorful collection of desert fauna in front of an outcropping of rock underneath a clear blue sky comes to us from a friend's recent visit to the Desert Botanical Garden in Phoenix, Arizona, back on April 7th. Hey, what can I say? My friend took more than one photo at the Botanical Garden that that have been shareworthy, and when I saw this colorful display in front of that desert hump of rock, I knew I had a good photo to represent the midpoint of the work week. So, happy hump day. But I also thought this desert display of vibrant life in the most hostile of environments also was a good choice to represent the church, that gathering of believers where we can celebrate our lives in Christ and encourage one another in the dry, dusty, and hostile environment of our post-Christian society. They say there is protection in numbers, and there is joy in the house of the Lord. And this morning, I am rejoicing in the wake of revisiting my previous home church last night, where I attended a class on biblical counseling. Rock Solid Church in Hudson, New York, hosts a satellite campus of Vision Christian Bible College and Seminary, and last night they began a four-week introductory course on Nothetic Counseling, and I was thrilled to be a part of the class as I got to meet some new people and got to see some old friends as we came together to learn and encourage each other in our efforts to provide others with good counsel that was based on the Word of God. Nothetic counseling, a.k.a. biblical counseling, is different from the secular world's view of psychological counseling and not only its standard for truth, but also in its focus and methods of implementation. Where psychoanalysis and other forms of secular counseling are atheistic in their worldview, Nothetic counseling uses the Word of God, the Bible, as its absolute standard for truth. Whereas secular counseling has no absolutes and can be a quagmire of confusion born out of its penchant for relativism, nothetic counseling is clear because the Bible is clear on what is right and wrong, and it is according to that standard of biblical morality from which and to which we would counsel people to go. Whereas a secular counselor may counsel a client who is having an extramarital affair to consider how they feel about their girlfriend and their wife, and to consider whether they can manage both relationships or who they should be with based on their feelings, a biblical counselor would stand on the truth of God's word, the word of God, and confront their client with their sin and encourage them to repent of it where a secular counselor would be concerned with helping the client to feel good about themselves regardless of their behavior, a biblical counselor would direct their client to change their thoughts and behaviors to align with the truth of Scripture, whereas a secular counselor would sit idly by to allow a counselee to decide what feels good and what works for them, a biblical counselor would direct their clients to do what is right according to the Word of God. Not only does this biblical standard from which nothetic counselors work from set a standard of morality uh, to which one can work toward, it also establishes a different protocol for treatment. Whereas a traditional psychoanalysis and other forms of psychotherapy tend to seek root causes of behaviors and allow their clients to endlessly vent their frustrations with no expectation of resolution to their problems, 
Biblical counseling puts the responsibility on the client to accept the things of the past that may have led them to where they are, but also directs them to work to overcome their problems by changing their thoughts and behaviors to align with the wisdom of God's word. Whereas secular counseling <laughs> tends to help clients cope with what happened to them and to accept who they are, the biblical counselor will encourage their clients to forgive those who have harmed them and to uh, endeavor to change by growing into the person God intended for them to be, a person whose life is filled with the fruit of the Spirit rather than the sins of the flesh. Obviously, as an unlicensed Christian counselor, I was positively elated that Rock Solid Church hosted this class because often uh, the hospital for sinners motif is emphasized in our churches to the exclusion of the victory that we have in Christ. Unfortunately, the church can be a place where people come to vent and complain about their besetting, their besetting sins and receive prayer for healing, but then don't have the faith enough to apply their faith to their problems. In some circles, our Christianity is treated as a form of magic as people vehemently pray for deliverance from their problems, but are not obedient to, to, to the call to be disciples. Disciples are to learn the word of God, believe what it says, and to apply it to their lives. Instead of accepting defeat to a besetting sin or negative mind states, as Christians, we are to repent of our sins, turn from them, stop doing them, and check our emotions and negative mind states with the truth of what the word says about who we are in Christ. To say that the instructor, Dr. Kimberly Keyes, was preaching to the choir in me last night would be an understatement. I was seated beside my good friend and mentor, Bob Costello, and more than once I looked his way with eyebrows raised as Dr. Keyes described the necessity of personal responsibility of the believer and the difficulties of counseling people who refuse to heed the wisdom and be obedient to the word of God. I was greatly encouraged by the gathering of saints last night and pray that this class will lead the participants to be encouraged to apply its wisdom to their own lives and to give good biblical counsels to, to others. The truth of God's word and its application is the focus of nothetic counseling. And I know when we understand that we play a part in our own sanctification, it can be a game changer. When Christians realize that their obedience to the word of God can significantly change their lives and, and the lives of others, we can know the truth of Philippians 4.13 here on earth. Uh, Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's why we do what we do. We have learned that we, when we follow the Lord, he is good and faithful to lead us out of the darkness. So keep walking and talking with God. Examine your experience and what you were taught by the world by the standards and principles set forth in God's word. When we challenge the lies of the world, the flesh, and the devil, and our past experiences, we discover that we were deceived and that we were living a lie because we were living according to false information. When we start living according to the truth of God's word, we discover that we are no longer alone. If God is for us, who can be against us? And we also discover that we are more than conquerors, as those of us who have put their faith in Jesus Christ have received the power of the Holy Spirit 
and that we can utilize it by agreeing with what the Bible says about who we are in Christ and by doing what the Word tells us to do. This world can seem like a desert where we are all alone, but when we walk with the Lord, we can find others that, uh, that are following Him too. And when we agree with his word and decide to live by it, the living waters of the Holy Spirit can produce an oasis of healing, strength, and love in even the most hostile of environments. Today's Bible verse comes to us from the New Living Translation Bible Promise Book for Men. This morning's meditation verse is Matthew 18.4, and it says, So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Today's Bible verse reminds us that God's economy is different from that of the world, and that humbleness is considered to be greatness in God's eyes. The secular world is concerned with self-esteem. We are to esteem ourselves as good enough, smart enough, and doggone it, someone that people like. This Stuart Smalley daily affirmation may seem harmless, but actually is the root of idolatry and can easily lead to depression because it sets ourselves as someone special, uh, according to ourselves, and is based on measures of performance that we can't control and will also definitely be contradicted by reality. If you are anything like me, you will repeatedly discover that in some areas you are not smart enough, not good enough, and gee whiz, somehow people don't like me. Self-esteem is subjective and idolatrous. Esteem means to respect and admire. So self-esteem means that we respect and admire ourselves, and it is not contingent on our being someone we should respect and admire. We can respect and admire the way a car thief can be gone in 60 seconds by hot-wiring a car, but it doesn't make it right. Likewise, we can admire and respect the way we, quote-unquote, did it our way, and golly gee, I like me just the way I am, warts and all, but God wants us to be worthy of respect and admiration by living a good and righteous life. As creator, God assigns worth to his creation, not us. He also determines the standards by which we are to be judged. He demonstrates our worth to us by sending Christ to die for us. If we accept our redemption, we are bought for a high price. In Christ, we are worth a priceless amount, as God loved us enough to pay for us with the life of his only begotten and beloved Son. In Christ, we are worthy. However, the life we have, if it is not redeemed, is a waste. If we don't realize our worth in Christ, our lives will be lost, we will be punished for our sins, and we will be separated from, from God for all eternity. One of the most painful things we experience in life is seeing someone needlessly suffering, someone who could be helped but refuses it. When we see that, we think, what a waste. And when we don't have peace with God through faith in Christ, that's what our life's, lives become a waste. Our worth is realized in Christ. It isn't something we establish. As So as today's verse indicates, we should be humble as a little child, because no matter how we esteem ourselves, our worth is only realized in Christ. When we are humble, we make Jesus our Lord and Savior, and that is how the humble can become one of the greatest in the kingdom of heaven.
As always, I invite all to go to mtforchrist.org, where I always share insights from prominent Christian theologians and counselors to assist my brothers and sisters in Christ with their walk. Today we continue sharing from John Piper's Don't Waste Your Life. Um, and uh, today uh, we, we enter into chapter 4, where it's all about magnifying Christ through pain and death. What? Um, yeah, so if you want to check out that uh, resource and see see what he's talking about, um, uh, go to mtforchrist.org and you'll find uh, John Piper's uh, uh, entry on our, on our blog uh, at the end of today's blog post. Um, yes, it's Wednesday, it's hump day, we made it halfway through the work week, and as I said last night, I was blessed to be in my old church home where I get to see my, uh, some old friends and, uh, some new faces. And, uh, was just really blessed by the fact that people would gather around to, to discuss Christian counseling as, uh, I discovered that the principles of Christian counseling can transform your life. Um, and that you don't need not, you know, the Holy, as I said, uh, I've said in the past through my classes, um, you know, I teach discipleship, um, and one of the first things I try to tell people is that uh, I might be, you know, encouraging you in this class, I might be teaching this class, or I might be leading this group, um, I might be discipling you in a way, but the real discipler is the Holy Spirit um, who lives in us. He convicts us to change, he, he guides us to, to, to what is true, and he reveals to us the things to come. And um, if we follow him, he will give us the strength and guidance to, uh, to, to grow into who we are in Christ um, here on earth. Um, so, you know, I always say the Holy Spirit is our discipler uh, first and foremost, because no matter how good a mentor or coach uh, or counselor you might have in a, another person, uh, that person's not always going to be with you. Um, but the Lord is always with you in the person of the Holy Spirit. So, um that's what we follow, a life in the Spirit, a walk in the Spirit, by following the Holy Spirit and His guidance and the Spirit of truth that is in God's Word. Um, you know, the Word and the Spirit together is what changes us and gives us, you know, the fruit of the Spirit. So uh, we encourage that, um, and we do that by giving good counsel through our discipleship classes that we uh, that we have on the podcast and on our YouTube channel for Victor Over the Darkness, The Bondage Breaker, and uh, Freedom in Christ. Those are all based on the Word of God and a Christian counselor, Dr. Neil Anderson. Uh, that's all his work and, and the Word of God disseminated, you know, uh, put into uh, usable form um, for easy application. So... Uh, if you want to glean the wisdom from the, the Word of God and uh, from Dr. Neil Anderson's work, uh, you can check out the uh, the podcast entries and uh, and uh, like I said, you can view those on YouTube as well. Um, we obviously revere the Word of God, um, so we do a Bible study as well. We do a, a weekly Bible study discussion with Arthur and Susanna Sincati, and we make that available uh, once a week. And uh, those are on YouTube and the podcast and the blog, uh, all for your uh, enjoyment and your edification. So we, we encourage you to keep walking and talking with God and uh, to build yourself up in the most holy faith by, you know, seeking out God's truth and applying it to your life uh, and challenging uh, the ways of the world um, to to align with uh, the wisdom of God's word. So we know there's great power in that and we encourage you in it. Um, and we, we do, now don't get me wrong, we don't do all this on our own. Uh, this is a relationship with the Lord. Um, we are still to pray. We are still to, um, uh, to be faithful 
um, to, to believe and to trust in him, but we are also to play our, you know, do our part in our relationship with the Lord by turning from our sin and, uh, you know, and, and trying and uh, applying disciplines to our lives like prayer and Bible study. So we encourage it. It's it's a walk uh, that'll never keep you bored. You know, you'll be very <laughs> you'll be somewhat busy, but um, you'll be at peace um, somehow all, in it all. And that's what and that's the path of Christian discipleship that we prescribe for empowered living. Um, well, it's Wednesday. Let's uh, let's move on with our day and. Uh, Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for another day in your kingdom. We thank you for all that you do for us. We thank you for the hearts and minds of, of, of your people who are set on you and who want to want to change, who want to help others change, uh, they, who want to help others experience victory and freedom in Christ. Um, Lord, we thank you for uh, the class we went through last night and the church that hosted it that has been a big part of my walk. Um, and my development as a Christian, and uh, we thank you for the church in general, uh, a place where we can gather. And yes, it is a hospital for sinners, but it's a place where we should receive healing. And uh, Lord, we like it uh, <laughs> because you give us the power to heal. But um, sometimes we have to do a little physical therapy and uh, spiritual therapy by uh, trusting in you and applying your word to our lives. So we pray for you to help us uh, do that every day. Uh, we pray for you to uh, anoint us with your Holy Spirit so we can see the truth of what we are to do and uh, how we can do it. Um, we need your strength to lean on and we need your guidance to show us the way. And we pray for those things today. We also pray for all the people listening today. Um, uh, we pray for healing for those who need it. Um, and we pray for guidance uh, as well um, in your favor and your blessing. Lord, we'll take it all. Um, we pray for these things for our listeners and for ourselves. And we pray for you to go before us and to, uh, to lead us into all that we should do today to represent your kingdom here on earth. Uh, we thank you. We love you. And we praise your name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.